0: Let's get ready to barbecue! Cowboy Kev here, welcoming you to another episode of the Man Meat Barbecue Show. With your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is brought to you by Fire and Smoke Barbecue Company. Your place for small batch, high quality seasonings, and if you're in the Chicago area, catering. Man Meat Barbecue is also brought to you by... Myron Mix and Smokers. Are you on the competition circuit or just looking to kill it around the cul de sac? Check out Myron Mix and Smokers. They've got a cooker for you. And now, from the Jealous Devil Studios, the charcoal that lights our fire. Can't get anything better than that. Don't forget, use the code MANMEATBARBECUE at checkout for some great deals. Here is our host, Mikey K. Take it away, Mike. What's up, guys?
1: We are hanging out with Captain Ron. If, if you don't know who he is, um, he might be known as Big Green Eggs and Ron. You might know him that way for his, his badass sticker that he has. Um, or Captain Ron 302 on Instagram. Um, it is shorthanded for Captain. Uh, Ron, dude, I want to say thank you so much for uh, coming on the show, hanging out with us and chatting barbecue. Um, We're really excited about it. Oh, man, that's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. So, man, what got you started? What, what kind of got you started cooking?
2: Um, You know, way, way, way back about 150 years ago when I was in high school, <laughs> I worked in a pizzeria, and I just, I really enjoyed cooking for people and, and watching them enjoy food, and I think that's where I originally got my love for it. Um, you know, all, A lot of people in my family were cooks, my, I mean, not cooks, but like, my mom always cooked big meals. My grandma was a cook, you know, and, and yeah. I just grew up around it, I guess, you know. And then what brought you to barbecue? That's a really good question. You know, it, it was kind of funny, actually, because um, I, I was always I cooking most a lot of Italian food, things like that, you know, and then. We, we went out for barbecue. I'm like, man, I'm always going out for barbecue. i, I got to try making it. So uh, I, I thought, I, you know, I know how to cook, so I'm going to throw something on the grill. And, whoa, yeah, I realized that I knew nothing. Nothing so about it at all. What's That's the first that, that thing you butchered? Was, uh, I, actually, I think the first thing I butchered was ribs. Okay. I, I think it was right out of the gate, went for ribs. And it was just, uh, you know, I, 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 believe, I believe that I may have actually even boiled them before I cooked them that Ooh, time. right. <laughs> when I first started. Yeah. So, but I don't do that anymore, you know.
1: You know, I think it's really funny. I like asking people, like, what was your first cook? What was your first attempt? What was, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I always find it really funny when people are like, oh, man, I did brisket. Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Just right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. It. And, and it's so funny to me when they're like, I nailed it. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I'm like, I have a really hard time believing that you nailed brisket. Like, I don't care if you've been cooking shoulders for 20 fucking years. That's a whole different animal. Yeah. Literally. So when you say you nailed brisket, you mean that nobody threw up from it? Is that what you're saying? I I think it's more like nobody ate it (laughs) besides you and nobody else knew. Um, I just – you know what I mean? It's it's very hard for me to believe that somebody nailed brisket on their first go-around of brisket. I know how many bad briskets I made – before I finally made something that I thought was, um, okay. And then I yeah. got, and then I started getting better from there. Now I think I may, I make a halfway decent
2: brisket. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think my second brisket I ever made might've been my best brisket I've ever made. I don't know. You know, it was, I, I knew just enough to not know what I was doing and, uh, and I, I, and it luck, luck just carried you through it it was so damn good, man. And then, uh, I think I've spent the rest of my time trying to chase that one. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do every
1: once in a while, I'll get that one, you know, that one really, really good brisket. And I'm like, man, I'm going to chase that dragon for a while. But, um, <laughs> yeah. what I find is always that always like drives me nuts is when I'm cooking like eight briskets at a time. And I get that, like seven of them will be perfect and that one that's just the devil brisket yeah right right next to the one that came out perfect <laughs> exactly you know what i mean where yeah. it's like yeah all of these came out so good so amazing oh this one yeah no this one's not gonna work this one... <laughs> yeah.
2: go figure that's barbecue for you
1: it is i mean but I, i've always said it. you know it's it's a different animal um you don't know how that animal died. You don't know if that animal, you know, got shot, got you know, went into shock right before dying. Um, and then the other thing is, I mean, maybe that brisket was just a little tougher at the beginning. It might have been a little bit tougher at the beginning, and um, it was still, you know, acceptable in my in my testing of feeling them out. But hey, shit happens. Shit, yeah, crazier
2: stuff happens. No kidding. You know, I, I like I like going in. I'll uh, be uh, going through your briskets and I'm, I'm trying to pick one out. You know, and I'm saying, okay, I got these two here. These look like two really good briskets, really good briskets. You know, I'll try and get them about the same weight and stuff. And all of a sudden, yep. one takes two and a half hours longer than the other, or one one comes out like you said, nailed it, and the other one's like, what the hell happened to this thing? You know, the worst is so I'm I'm at uh it was
1: it was a couple years ago. So I'm at I'm at a Costco, right? Yeah. And um. I'm picking out briskets. And I go through all their briskets in the cases, right? So I put all, all the ones that I deemed to not be like not be good enough to purchase, right? <laughs> and I get a guy, he's like, Man, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you pick me out a brisket? And I'm like, uh <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> and I felt so bad because it was like, basically, I was like, well, out of the shitty ones that I would never cook. <laughs> let me give you a brisket my good sir the,
2: the the first place of the losers right yeah but then
1: you know i didn't feel horrible when he was like you know it's my my son's gonna do this it's his first time cooking a brisket i'm like well first of all he's not here so that's his first mistake second of all it's gonna be shoe leather either way so it's not gonna really matter one way or the other yeah, yeah. it's not it's his first brisket give him it's not gonna come out amazing
2: but, yeah, but then that man, then that man took that brisket home. His son cooked it, and his "Son said, Dad, I nailed this one. Of course, Like first brisket. Just, <laughs> dude, best best thing I've ever done." And you're just <laughs> like, "Are you sure?
1: Yeah. Are you sure? Like, yeah, if you if oh. you be sure, like, are you sure? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I like what I love. I love when people just jump jump headfirst in like that. Amazing. But what is, do you like, what do you always recommend people to cook first?
1: You know i either go between chicken or pork shoulder yeah, yeah. i kind of go pork shoulder so they start learning that longer cook yeah but i like chicken because there are two different cut like there's there's the dark meat and then you and then your breast meat so sure. you have to try to cook both at the same time
2: yep which is oh, like yeah. when
1: you fall into a brisket you're cooking that flat and that point at the same time and making sure that you're not overcooking one of them
2: exactly hopefully anyway
1: or hopefully, you know what I mean. Like hopefully, you're yep. you're getting there. And exactly. I mean, I tell a lot of people chicken because the price point's nice.
2: Yep, that's I mean, for you, sure.
1: You burn a twelve dollar chicken, who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> you yep. know what I mean.
2: Right. Like I at do. the end of the day, it could be worse. I do. I uh, I usually try and recommend people, like you said, uh, uh, cook a pork butt the first time, Your pork shoulder, you know, because it's so forgiving. There's so many things you can do wrong and still come out with a pretty decent pretty decent meal at the end and not get discouraged i've seen people i've seen people go out and spend a thousand fifteen hundred dollars on a grill cook one thing and be like no way and and like (laughs) never cook on it again you know but
1: that's that's just so weird to me it's like man did you think you were gonna knock it out of the park because
2: you bought a fucking fifteen hundred dollar cooker well yeah because they can make meatballs in the oven inside so therefore they can have to use a smoker too
1: (sighs) but it's like man you (laughs) got maybe you got to learn it maybe you got to finesse it a little bit oh yeah maybe you got to be nice to
2: it you know, I know you've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I'm, I'm still learning every day.
1: Yeah, dude. And, and
2: Hey, there's days where my smoker
1: doesn't want to do what, you know, what I want it to do. And I, I've, I've, I've said it and I kind of, I kind of really like, I don't know if you've seen that new Netflix or if you've seen the new uh, trailer for the chef's table where it's all, uh, it's mainly all pitmasters. I have not. Okay. You got to go check that out. Um, yeah. So it's all pitmasters and one of the guys is like really known for cooking with live fire and he's like he's like when you're cooking with live fire he's like you're not fully in control. He's like you're trying to tame it but you're not fully in control ever. And you know, I've said that a couple times and I've said that and I said that with me and Kevin my buddy Kevin I've talked about it um, on our Sunday night barbecue chats is You're never fully in control when you're cooking with live fire. It doesn't matter. Like that charcoal can go out. You know, like it, it, even if you're giving it enough oxygen, it can go out. It is possible.
2: Hell yeah. There's no doubt. I've had it happen. You know,
1: you don't know exactly like, like I was doing a class with Weber and, um, we found out that there the charcoal that comes to the Weber restaurant it comes on a refrigerated truck because it comes from Cisco and it comes on a refrigerated truck well here's the uh. thing they freeze the charcoal basically right well okay. moisture comes into it because sure. there's still moisture in the, there's still some moisture in those things in charcoal first and when they're when they're reloading like their big uh their big cookers that they have there they're right. they're just using that charcoal for you know hot hot sears, well yeah you throw something that's already you know you throw half a bag of charcoal on a cooker that's already going at six hundred degrees a little bit of moisture is not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna you know be a huge deal like, but you right. light a chimney and you throw it on top of that stuff and then you cut out cut down the oxygen nicely so you can go low yep. and slow that shit's yep. gonna go out.
2: Yeah, you're gonna have yourself a problem for sure. Yep, because absolutely. you're no
1: you're no longer giving it enough. You know, you're not giving it
2: enough heat for it to support itself. Yep, I I, I learned that down here because uh, you know. So I'll, I'll finish up the cook and and leave my leave my charcoal in the in my in my uh, smoker, and what happens is that I'm down here in South Florida. We have really high humidity, and it actually soaks up humidity, and, and that charcoal will burn differently the second time than it did the first time. And it's a lot harder to light. It's a lot harder to keep it going. It can be, it can be quite a pain. So I just try and empty it out now, after I cook.
1: Yeah, just for that reason. Well, I mean, um, down
2: in Southern Florida,
1: you guys have so much more humidity. Oh, it's crazy. Today was like nine hundred and thirty-two percent. I think you might have been shy a little bit there. I think you might have been a little bit higher, but. Uh... <laughs> so and that that has to affect the way that you cook. There's no doubt. Now, how There's do no you? Doubt obviously you're getting more moisture in the chamber yep which is nice yeah do you ever have any problems with i mean you're probably cooking enough so you're not going to have this but with that much moisture do you do people ever have any problems if they're if they're if you know they're 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 the once a month cookers getting kind of that gross you know gross um build up
2: inside their cookers yeah, sure. Well, I, I, you know, I mostly cook on big green eggs. So, yep. um, you know, if I let it go too long and I let the stuff sit in there and like, I'll open that up, thing. It, it'll just be full of mold. I have to clean the whole thing out. So you got to be pretty diligent. You know, I, I cook enough on mine where I really don't have that ever happen. Um, but, you know, you got to leave the vents open or take the charcoal out or, or really clean your grates. It's a whole different thing because because of the humidity and all the moisture in the air absolutely man you can you can come out in the morning or next time you go to cook to a real disaster it's not pretty where it's just kind of sure. gross it's yep. it's
1: definitely not the um not the not the thing you're really
2: looking for huh no 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 you don't, you don't want to open it up and find a bunch of green fuzz in there that's that's not a that's not really <laughs> that's not really what you're looking for you gotta crank that egg up get yep. rid of all yep. of it <laughs> <laughs> the best solution man is just keep it burning you burn it every day you don't have that problem just
1: burn it every day it's not it's not gonna be a problem now do you ever have any problems with the ceramic down there at that point
2: no i i've never had any kind of problems with it i don't i don't know anybody that that has really no any any they, band they issues up, though well, any steel just with that much moisture? Uh, you know what the, the, only, the only thing that happens if you get like a little chip in your band or something you know we're pretty close it, to the ocean so you it'll, get
1: salt start air. It'll, it'll start to eat it yeah
2: yeah
1: and that i mean that's that's the funny thing. Um, one of my uh you know one of my buddies is really big into cars and we were talking about stuff and he's like man he's like i just don't want a car from california or i don't want a car or not not necessarily from california but from like the coast of california and i'm like what do you mean he's like he's like you don't never want a car from a coast and i'm like i don't i'm like what do you mean he's like dude he's like the salt he's like the salt water will fucking eat everything. The salt in the air just eats everything, and it's insane stuff that you don't even think about. You know, the body looks perfect. He's like, then you get yep. into the engine, and the engine's all rusted out. Where like in the Midwest, that's what we have a problem with on the on the bottom ends of our cars, is because we have so much. They use salt on the roads in, in the winters, sure. so we get we get yep. the rust. You know, we the bodies rust out on us because we get we get salt from that. But right. I never thought about it in the sense of, oh, it's coming, you know, the, the rust out, you know, the engines will rust out.
2: Yeah, it gets up in there real good because it's just it's just in the air. You know, and the closer you live to the ocean, I have a, I have a buddy who lives um, like half a block off the ocean and he keeps his car in a downstairs parking garage. OK, so it's like underground parking garage. Yeah. And and he still comes out. And he'll have a layer of like moist salt on his windshield. You know, that it's just so in the air down there. It's crazy. Well, I mean, you're right there, right? I mean,
1: yeah, it's part of being yeah. on the ocean.
2: Yep. If it, it's the price
1: you got to pay, man.
2: I mean, it'd be weird if it wasn't there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little scary. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it is. It is funny because you don't think about it. You know, it's like I had a, another friend came down to visit. We come out, you know, we come out from a day at the beach or whatever, and get into the car. He's like, "What the hell's that all over the windshield? it's just the salt air." He's like, "What do you mean the salt air?" And he's like, we're a block away from the ocean. I said, yeah, well, it's still in the air, man. It doesn't just stop at the beach, you know?
1: Yeah. It kind of keeps, you know, keeps, keeps flowing. The air, the air, the breeze goes. It's going to feel
2: that wind. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's going to (laughs) go. Now, how, how are you guys with all the hurricanes? Are you guys, are you guys good? Are you guys safe?
2: Yeah, we're pretty good. We're about, uh, we're about 12 miles inland. Okay. Right out. Kind of like straight out from Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach. So. Um, we're pretty we're pretty good we're in a pretty good spot you know um it seems that they either turn a lot before us you know but we we, we do get them we we haven't had a bad one in a while but when they come they seem to come in
1: in droves you
2: know but, i feel like you know, this year
1: you're, you're, we're getting a ton of them
2: yeah luckily they're luckily they're staying away from our area so far man knock on wood knock. but uh but now this what's has a couple out there now but they're bad what's the worst yeah. weather you've cooked in um, well, you know, you're always going to be cooking in rain down here because, yeah. you know, summertime in summertime in Florida, if you don't like the weather, just wait like 15 minutes. It'll be completely different, you know, so yep. it'll, it'll be a it'll be a beautiful. I mean, just a couple of days ago, I was out, I was out back uh, growing, growing up and it's I mean, just a gorgeous day. We're in the pool and everything. And I mean, literally in three minutes, the clouds rolled in, the thunderstorm started and the sky just opened up on me. I mean, literally three days ago, I was in a, a thunderstorm. <laughs> you know so that, that's that's it's it's almost par for the course down here really i keep i keep two eggs outside and i keep three under under cover so that i can always be cooking so you can always be cooking make your life yep. easy exactly. so what so
1: what's in that cooking egg arsenal i know you got a mini max i know you got i think you have a large
2: yeah i've actually got a, i just got another one. I got, i've got two larges i've got a mini max i've got an extra large and i've got a unicorn um Blue big green egg back in Ooh. back a while, yeah. They made like 198 of them or something like that. And, I know uh, that uh, my yeah. buddy
1: Paul has one, and oh, okay. uh, he got when he got his, he bought it second hand off a guy, yep. Uh and man, it was just trashed. So oh really? He restored the whole thing, did a nice. beautiful job restoring it, but it was really it was it was rough. You know what I mean? It it it, it yep. needed some work. Um, yeah to be able to, to make it, to make it look as pretty as it, as it really did. Um, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, the guy, the guy definitely didn't do, did not, uh,
2: didn't fully take care of it. Yeah. 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 That does happen. I, I got real lucky with mine. Um, I bought it from a guy from Atlanta. I drove up there and, uh, it was just an old guy. He claims, he claims that it was the last blue one sold out of the big green egg, uh, uh, mothership up there in atlanta and i that, that was he, what he claims but uh thing was in really good shape he had parts he only ever used it as a grill to make hamburgers and hot dogs it's all he ever used it for and the whole time he bought a brand new and um it was amazing because it's it's funny how the egg community works because by the, by the time that i bought it i was just leaving the guy's house and i had two offers for like t- double and triple what i paid for it before i even uh before i even basically left the guy's house from buying it pretty amazing that's insane yeah yeah. i don't i know paul's
1: actually like he's made jokes and he's like i'll sell it for 10 grand and there's been people that are like really and he's like no he's like i just figured if i threw a big enough number out there somebody wouldn't be like yeah you're crazy but he
2: he doesn't happen to own a a store where he sells them does he he does oh is he the guy with the sign on it that says 10 grand yeah 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 i've seen it yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs)
1: And it's just basically, he put it on there because, um, and now it's actually moved. It's moved from the store to uh, to his uh, family room, which is a beautiful place for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it he put the sign on there. He's like, because I just got sick of people asking me how much it would be.
2: Yep. He also yeah. has a blue chimneya. See, now that's the unicorn. That's the one that I really want. I've got a green one. I really want a blue one. There's a a guy in Texas, he has three blue eggs, he's got a blue chimney, he's got a green chimney, man, oh man. But yeah, I like to collect collect this stuff. You know
1: what I think is funny, though? The blue ones, I mean, there's 200 made, right? Yeah. You only see like three or four of them, though. You don't see a lot of them. So I just wonder how many
2: got destroyed. I've, I've seen broken ones. I've seen pictures of broken ones. Oh, that's horrible. You know? Yeah, no kidding. Because you you break something on that, you're not replacing it. You know, you can have a you can have a blue bottom with a green lid or something like. No, I'm guessing you don't, you don't cook, cook on it. yours, son. I do not ever cook. I've never I've never cooked one single thing. I've never lit it.
1: Yeah, really? that's that's kind of how Paul is. He's like, dude, I'm not cooking on it. Um, and I'm like, you never wanted to strike it up once. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm so nervous that if something pops, he's like, it's done. He's like, I'll yeah. never get that cook. I'll never get that back.
2: It's done. Yep, exactly. I, you know, that broken one, guy wanted to sell it. I almost bought it just to have the spare parts for it. <laughs> you know, just in to, case just
1: to have like hey, I have a, I have an extra dome or
2: I have an extra I, I have one, yeah, I have one and a half blue eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I made a, it I make it work. I, I piece them together. Yeah, cuz I need I need that along with the other 15 other grills that I have. Yeah, I mean
1: Now, how does the wife <laughs> feel about that? I just looked at a um the other night, uh, a buddy of mine, my buddy Cole from uh, Saps Barbecue, uh, uh-huh. jo- he is now on the uh, cotton gin team. Yeah. Those things are pretty.
2: They and are he, real nice.
1: He just showed me his, and I showed, I showed my wife it, and I'm like, look how pretty Cole's new cooker is. <laughs> and she's like, you gotta sell four cookers if you want one. And I'm like, yeah. fuck! <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, how There's about, a... like, I'm like, what about, like, two for one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> can we negotiate this?
1: <laughs> well, because I have a drum. So, but, sure. I, like, I have an Oklahoma drum, which I love. I think the thing's great for the price point. Yep. I would yep. love a, a cotton gin drum to replace it. Um, so, Matt, if you're listening, I mean, you know, maybe we can make some, some magic happen. But... um. I would love you know I I would get rid of that cooker right away to replace it with with a cotton gin drum, sure. Um, but I just she's like nope, you got to get rid of more, and I was like damn it, I don't know what else I'd really want to get rid of at that point.
2: There's a there's a guy in the uh, in the Blackstone uh, griddle yeah. on you know, the Facebook page the other day, you know, and he's he said, man, I want this so bad, but the wife says if I get it, then I'll have to leave. I said, yeah. My ex told me the same thing. I love my Blackstone. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, are no, fantastic. luckily, luckily, my girl, she's she's got a great, she actually got a great sense of humor about it. She kind of actually enjoys it, you know. She says, man, there's about a million other things you could be doing worse than collecting grills and, and, That's and true. making great, great food, you know. So it's true. It's she true. actually, she's really supportive about it too.
1: You know, so, my wife, my wife's hundred percent supportive about it. If I wasn't about to purchase another gravity feed uh for the Uh, business so you know uh, what i mean it was kind of like do you you're getting a you're already buying a gravity feed like do you need do you need a drum especially (laughs) like i cook professionally so it's like i do do you need that she's like you can't cook professionally on it she's like it's just for the backyard that's all it is that's all you're gonna use it for and i'm like no but it's so pretty yeah
2: they are really nice man they are just really nice and I was looking at it the other day. I said, "Man, that is one cool looking drum right there." They're
1: they're really nice drums. Now, yeah. and they and they cook very very. I mean, they cook very similar to an egg, in the sense of, um, you know, that straight up and down fire underneath and all that. Now, yep. the eggs yep. carry carry a little bit more moisture inside of them, obviously. Um, do you ever being down well, not, in, being down in Florida? Not not mm-hmm. necessarily, but I, I find that they 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 sometimes give it a little more moisture than than the drums. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Inside the cooking chamber, I mean. Um, right. Do you ever have a problem with your uh, heat deflectors in
2: your eggs being down there?
0: Um. No,
2: no, no. The only thing I I, I did really bad one time is I really loaded one up. I forget what I was cooking, but I mean it just. It just made an absolute mess out of it, and it caught on fire. And um, like three times later, it broke. And that was the only time I've ever broke one. Um, oh, man, from dropping it!
1: I've gone uh, through so many damn ones, and they really? always break in the winter for me. Huh. Always.
2: Well, that made. Well, you know what? You got to remember too. It's like anything else; just like metal, I'm sure the ceramic, to a certain degree, is going you know, to expand and.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But, like, yeah, I like, so.
1: like, you know, my buddy Chris with title uh, Titletown Gorilla, sorry, he used to be sure. He changes his damn name like Prince does um, every buddy. other every other week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've talked to him, and I'm like, man, have you ever done it? Uh, and he's like, no, man, I've never really broke them. And I'm like, man, I don't know huh. what it was. i don't I don't know, I don't know why, you know, why why well, mine have been breaking this last one I got. Yeah has lasted me about two years.
2: But it's go. just crazy. So maybe maybe um are you throwing it in are you throwing a cold deflector into a hot grill? No, what I try to do is
1: I'll light the cooker, I'll get my coals going, and I mean like I give it a little bit of time obviously to get right. the oxygen going. But then sure. I'll let it i like the cooker will still be cold and I'll put it in while yeah. everything's warming up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's
1: not like I have a—it's not like I have a bed that's you know, raging hot.
2: Yeah, I mean you're not like trying to play cornhole with it and throwing it in from like twenty feet away, right? Exactly. You know what I mean. So it's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know either. Luckily, I don't have to. I don't have those weather fluctuations to so have to deal with that. That's one one positive for living down here, you know. But I would imagine the cold has got to have something to do with it. Uh, that's what yeah. I thought.
1: You know what I mean? I figured that the shock because no matter what, it's still colder. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't light yeah. my fire underneath
2: it. No. no you know no, what no. I mean? No. So and I you have to, to let the coals get going for a little bit, like you said, to get the to get the coals and get the oxygen flowing exactly. and have a fire. Otherwise you put it in and it just takes forever. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Otherwise it's gonna take an hour and fifteen minutes to, to come up temperature. Right. Um, exactly. So, I'm still thinking that it has to be something with you know you're putting a freezing cold plate setter on top of a fire in general, yeah, and it it yeah. is just it's hitting really hard.
2: Could be, could very well be. Well, you know too, like I said, the only time I ever broken was because I had uh, I wish I oh, you know what I think it was. I think I was um making a ham and I had a ton of glaze, and I think I popped a hole in the bottom of it and it leaked all over the the uh, uh, the convective plate setter. And then I think that's what, that's what maybe did it was burning that off. Cause the whole thing, I mean, the whole thing went on fire, you know, the whole plate setter, every, everything, everything, <laughs> the whole inside of it was burning. And, um, well not too long after that, it broke. So maybe, you know, I wonder if that had something to do with it.
1: Now, do you, do you rock, um, do you rock baskets
2: in any of your eggs? Yeah. 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 I've got, a. Uh... I've always run Kick Ash baskets, and then Big Green Egg came out with their own charcoal basket. And actually, I've, I've been using that. I I, I like that too. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I, I think they're they're, they're a must have. You know. I you I, that, I
1: definitely that. agree with you. Chad's a great dude. I know you yeah. are. If I'm not wrong, you are on the Big Green Egg team, correct? Yes, sir. Now, yes, are you I allowed am. to talk about
2: that other basket? Um.
1: Yeah. You know. I
2: mean, <laughs> it's not a it's not a secret. I I you know I know Chad. Um, you know, I know I've met Chad a bunch of times. We've had some fun. Great dude. So I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I'm, I can't, I don't want to exactly. Let's you put this. I got nothing bad to say about the kick ash basket. I, 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 have them in my eggs, and and the ones that I don't, I run the big green egg charcoal basket in, and I think that everybody should have something in their egg, you know, airflow cooling I mean, down for, yeah. They have so many uses. I took my Minimax out to the beach. My daughter was having a little, like, boyfriend anniversary thing, so I took my Minimax down to the beach and cooked on the beach. You take that kick ash basket right out of there, take the coals out of there, the thing was cooled down within, like, a half an hour. I could put it right back in my truck. Yeah, that's one of the the positives of it. You could take it out,
1: um, kill the coals, you know what I mean? And then um, just just leave that cooker open for half an hour, and it's no longer, you know, it's no longer 800 degrees where
2: exactly Exactly.
1: even if you shut that thing down and leave that those coals hot in there man it's gonna take a while for that cooker to go down
2: hours that's you know that's that's the whole what's so nice about them is they hold the heat forever yeah you know unless you want it to cool down then it's not so great for you You right
1: it's that double-edged sword where you're like it's great that it does that but yeah i also kind of
2: want to move it yeah you know, I'll tell you what else goes along with that too is—is is I don't know if you have the kick ash can. I don't. That sits in the I don't have one of those yet. No. Oh my god, game changer! Just, yeah, just absolute game changer. The most simple thing in the world, but just absolute game changer because it just makes cleaning it out just so nice. You just lift it out, dump the ashes, and you're going again. You know. And, and you're good to go. Yeah. No shop vac, no ash tool, no anything. Just you're, it's it's great. It's it's a great adventure. I
1: was going to say I use the shop vac, so. Yep. And it, I mean, I, I think the kick ash basket's fantastic. Uh, I had I had the first generation, which yep. was not bad by any means, but man, we ate that thing up. Uh, it was yeah. just, you know, it was the first generation of anything. You start to learn um, what works and what doesn't. Sure. Um, and, you know, I've told people before, you know, they're like, oh, well, what about this? You know, it's a pain in the ass when you, you know, in a large, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or in an extra large, you know, using so much charcoal, I'm like, yeah, man, throw a, throw a large kick ash basket in there, absolutely. And they're like, absolutely. W- what they're like, wait, what do you mean? And then the same thing, like, or when somebody's cold, like I'm having really tr- having a lot of trouble cold smoking, large, cold smoking. And I'm like, hey, you got a you got a mini max? Yeah, you got a kick ash basket for it? Yeah, throw that uh kick ash mini max bat mini max, uh, basket, inside the uh, inside the XL. Yeah. Yeah, fire's going to be a lot smaller. You know what I mean, and, and you can yeah. you can cold smoke a lot easier because you're not you're still giving your fire good oxygen. You're just not, you know, you're not um, you're not dampering it down so much because it has right. that good amount of oxygen flowing to it.
2: Yep, it, it's funny you're saying that because it's it, it is hilarious that you know. An ex a Minimax basket in the XL. Can you do that? <laughs> you it's like yeah, do anything you want. Just because it's an XL doesn't mean you have to fill it up. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Same thing with. Yeah. I mean, we
1: did. Um, we would normally put the um, an XL kick ash basket into the double XL. Oh yeah. Just so you don't use as
2: much charcoal. Who's got the two XL? Uh,
1: Paul had one at the store.
2: Man, nice. Nice. I got.
1: You know, to be honest. That is one of my favorite cookers to cook on. Really? I I think that the old the original 2XL, I just believe that it had so much good airflow because that firebox was so big. And putting in yeah, exactly. And putting in that or putting in an XL kick ash basket into it allowed it to have so much good airflow.
2: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: And it, yep, you, makes perfect it, sense. it just, it, man, it when it locked in, it locked in a 250, that shit did not move.
2: Yeah. I don't care what be you did.
1: <laughs> it didn't move. It was beautiful.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can
1: go to sleep. My... 10 hours later, wake up. It's two twenty,
2: two fifty. 250. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I was doing that even with my largest for a while. I I, I put a brisket on 10, 11 o'clock at night. You know, set my alarm for six in the morning, seven in the morning. Yep. Until exactly what you described before happened to me. I woke up and that fire was like a hundred degrees. Oh no! Uh, I had no idea how long it was at that for. You know, I was like, oh man, oh man. Man, it happens. That's the hard part. Yeah. Is what yeah, yeah, yeah. Night. So if I'm doing an overnight, if I'm doing overnight cook now, I'm, I'm using my Flame Boss or my my Egg Genius or something like that now because, I I just I, I'm not a big. I wasn't, I should say, a big fan of stuff like that. But man, after after that, I didn't know how long was that. It took forever. It just came. It just the piece of meat came out funky. You yeah. Know? And I was like, you know what? You know what? I'll sleep better from now on, knowing that this thing is going. And man, those things they hold true. Man, they're awesome. The
1: Flame Bosses work fantastic. I've never used the uh, the Egg Genius. Right? Is that what it's called?
2: Yeah, it's made by Flame Boss. Okay,
1: so it's basically the exact same thing.
2: Uh- yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> same software same, everything's a different color
1: no oh, okay so it's just yeah. you know whatever it's it's um uh just branded their way but yeah, i mean I, really. i've used them i've used you know i've used um i've used uh the party cues and and the digi cues and all that stuff they're they're yeah. great little toys they really are um and i do think it's crazy that uh you know they're getting better and better
2: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at, at first I used to be really old school, and go, No, I don't need that. I'm not I don't need that. I don't need that, you know, but uh man, it's just it's just nice. You know, it's it's like saying, you know, no, I don't I don't want power steering in my car. I'm I'm old school. <laughs> you well know what I mean? they do burn a little bit more charcoal. Um
1: because yeah. obviously you're forcing air onto it, so you're gonna force a burn a little bit more. Um yeah. but all in all, if, if as long as you can cook without it, I think that's one of my big things is there's a lot of guys that get their eggs or get cookers and then right away get a flame boss or right away yeah. get something that is a temperature controller and they don't learn how to cook without it.
2: Right. Yep. And you're exactly right.
1: And that's like a big thing. And then it's like, oh my God, my flame boss is broken. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah.
2: Set your. I don't know if I remember a couple years ago on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. Flame boss, huge software problem, and their, everybody was their turkeys were all destroyed. I'm like, come on, man, you got to be able to do it without that too. You know. Well, like, yeah. Everyone's like, man, I. How do I
1: cook? Yeah. The cooker's yeah. not the. Well, I mean, the cooker's not built to cook with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not necessary. Yeah.
2: It, it it's, doesn't it's need a, it. it. Hurt it's a perk.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. I'm I'm all about learning the fire control, learning learning about your 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 cooker and, you know, where your hot spots are, learning everything about it and then knowing there and then, you know, that that's that's what I think I think that's what I fell in love with barbecue about is that it's not just turning on an oven, you know what I mean? It's 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 there's a craft to it and that's mm-hmm. that's what I really enjoy about it.
1: Yeah. That's a big part of it, you know what I mean, is that sure. you got to learn it. And it's not just yeah. the fire control. you got to learn the meats. you got to learn how they're going to be cooking and the reactions that you're going to get and what you're
2: really looking for. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I've had some people tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, I know how to use my smoker, but, well, you know, and they made me, you know, they're, they're, oh, come on over, I made this, I made that. Okay, cool, I get over there. I'm like, oh, Wow, okay. Yeah, I I think I need to cook you something. <laughs> you know, what they what they're thinking is 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 true real good barbecue. It's it's just wow, man. You know, do you have a thermometer? You should try cooking with a thermometer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I cooked it for 45 minutes. Oh. Oh, okay.
1: man. You know the <laughs> I have such a hard time with that is when people are like, "Well, how 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 long do I cook it for?"
2: Yeah, I don't know. Right, right up till it's done.
1: Cook it till it hits this internal temperature. Yeah, but how exactly. long will that be? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself time. Like I have yeah. no idea. Because no, people still ask me. Every cook's how, different.
2: How long till a 10 point pork butt hits the stall? Jeez, uh, uh, you know, Some I never know. do. <laughs>
1: You know what I mean? Some never do. Should I've yeah. cooked pork butts that don't hit a stall at all and they fly through it? I've cooked briskets that don't hit a stall and they fly right through it. And then I've heard, I've cooked other briskets that hit a stall and they don't want to move for two hours.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so um, a couple, about a month or two ago, I did uh, seven 10 pound pork butts on my XL. I put them all within an all within about a ten minute time frame. I put them all on, all right. Yeah. And from the time that the first one came off to the time that the last one came off was just over two and a half hours time difference. Yep. <laughs> and they were all ten pound pork butts, you know. And what do you do? Amazing. You can't. You can't control it. No. You can't like. You get a Cambro, and you you get a Cambro and you set them in your Cambro. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> but I mean that that's the nature of a barbecue that you
1: can't control you can't force barbecue. Um now don't get me wrong I have in in a sense um you know we were cooking for um an event and I had two massive shoulders. Mm-hmm. I mean these things were 12 pounders each. Big, nice, fat caps. They—they're massive shoulders. Yeah. Uh, got them on the cooker. They're going. They're going. They're going. They're going. I'm looking at the time, and I'm looking at my internal temperature, and I'm going. There's no way in hell, at 300 degrees, that these shoulders are going to make it with any time to rest or right. a- anything, you know what I mean, yep. for me to yep. make this event. So I'm, lo- I'm looking at it, well, I got other stuff on the cooker. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at it, looking at it, I'm like, I hit 150, the bark looks nice, I'm like, fuck it, I wrap them, yeah. wrap them. I have them and I throw them into our convection oven in the kitchen, which yeah. I know is total blasphemy. I'm sorry, but it, it had to happen. Uh, and yeah. I crank that thing up to like 450.
2: Yeah,
1: and I mean, we're pushing through. We're we're cruising through it. And I, I'm texting my buddy Kevin I'm like, "Hey, what's the hottest you've ever cooked a pork shoulder before?" <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I don't know, 325. Why? What are you doing?" And I'm like, I don't know, we're at like four seventy five right now. <laughs> but it's wrapped, it's okay. We're trying to get oh it well so it was it got wrapped and I mean I had so many juices, it was insane. And then what I normally do is I rip it apart inside those juices so everything redistributes into the pork and Absolutely. It, you know, it came out fantastic. I don't I think we got more compliments on our pulled pork that night than we've ever gotten before, which is insane. <laughs> it's that crazy? Yeah. Um, That's because I was I was terrified we were not gonna finish.
2: Sure.
1: I, I was just sure. terrified we weren't gonna finish because it was like, it, it was not moving. It was, I mean I rapped at we had to leave the kitchen at three o'clock and I think I was rapping at like twelve thirty.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know what oh, I mean?
1: And like yes, I, I figured. Did. We had an hour we had about forty five minute drive. So I'm like, listen, I'm gonna tear these apart inside this juices and then I'm just gonna let it rest in the juices for the hour. It should be fine. So So that's what we did. But it was just man, it was it was one of those it was one of those things where it's like Are we going to make it?
2: Let's keep our fingers crossed, yeah.
1: <laughs> like let's let's just hope. And pray that we make it, and that that's sometimes, unfortunately, like, in in our world, when we're when we're catering or when we're doing pop ups, like you got to time and you got to be there.
2: Sure. You know, especially yeah. like yeah, paying customer doesn't want to hear. Oh, well, I'm going to be two and a half hours late because it didn't hit the stall right. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> or or if it's a wedding, dude, yeah. you do not
1: want to piss off the bride.
2: No. Listen, no. honey, you're going to eat the today. Mother.
1: You're going to eat today, just just not really now. <laughs> you just know, think you'll have something to talk about. <laughs> you guys, you guys just, just just hang out for another, like, five
0: hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: you know yeah that I mean? wouldn't cause
0: an
2: uproar at all. Not
0: even a little. No,
1: no. I mean, no one's going to be mad. Yeah. brides and brides mothers are known to have good sense of humor on wedding days. exactly so you're fine don't worry about yeah. it just let it ride no you're gonna get yeah. you're gonna get killed um oh, shit. That's so funny. i've like that's always like my that's always like my terrifying moment is yeah. when i'm um when i when i'm cooking for like that i'm like oh god uh i, I gotta make sure that i don't I don't mess that up. So I always give myself a good amount of time to, yep. you know,
2: cause I can always hold it hot. Uh, yeah. For an extra it, well, hour. I was going to, I was going to jump in with a quick story. It was that a, my sister, when she was getting married uh, two years ago, she, she says, Hey, um, how about for a wedding gift? You cater my, my, uh, my, my wedding rehearsal dinner. Oh, your rehearsal. You know, so I said, yeah, okay. You know, I'd love to do that. She wants brisket and pulled pork. Okay, good. So I put the briskets in, they were be both big, like I don't know, two like 19 pounders or something like that, Woo! you know. And uh yeah. Well, meantime they were ready about eight hours before the event was to be served. I'm saying, holy shit, eight hours, you know. So I left them whole, left them wrapped, I put them into a Cambro, put a moving blanket in there with them. And let me tell you something, when I unwrapped them, they were still steaming hot. Yeah. <laughs> now they, they weren't the, the they weren't the texture that I wanted. But I'm telling you, these people were coming up, oh, my God, this is the best barbecue we've ever had. And I'm like, I'm going, ah, this, this is shit, you know. And they're all, this is the best brisket I've ever, this is the best barbecue we've ever had in our lives. The best man s- mentioned it in his toast at the wedding itself. He's like, hey, oh, never God. mind that. How about that rehearsal dinner food last night? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, boy, I wish you had it when it was good. That would have been really cool. <laughs> you know, but sometimes, like,
1: I, I like my briskets to rest for about two to three hours yeah give them a good rest yeah. let them hang out you know and I, I I always find that I get a good a good uh, a good result with that. Yeah. now I also I don't know I, I don't know if you wrap in foil or if you wrap in butcher paper I wrap in butcher paper and Me too. I feel like that makes a big difference
2: yeah
1: because yeah. that butcher paper draws you know it, it keeps the moisture. But it draws the moisture away from the bark, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say, it kind of, it almost lets it breathe a little bit more than foil does.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It gives it, it gives it the air where it's like, oh, I, I, I need a, I need a little bit of breathing. Yep. And it works. Yep. Like I said,
2: works super well. Yeah, I, I never really thought it'd make a difference. I was always a foil guy, you know. And then somebody actually gave me some butcher paper, and I said, well, all right, I guess I'll try it and see what all hype is about. I tried it, and I was like. Ooh wow okay well maybe there really is something to this you know and uh yeah i've been a butcher guy ever since yeah yeah and now do
1: you have you ever um have you ever made a pork belly like a like a brisket um, a pork belly like a brisket no that i have not done so been- i did it the other a couple couple months ago okay. um one of my buddies was like hey dude I know it's last minute. We need a cater we need a we need a you know we need something catered. He's like, it's gonna be about ten guys. Uh we're all gonna be hanging out. It's gotta be eaten well cold and warm. And I'm like mm. I'm like, okay, well that's a kind of a pain in the ass where you want it cold and warm, you know. He's yeah. like, listen, he's like, we want you to deliver it warm, but the thing is, we're not gonna lie to you. We're gonna be drinking bourbon all night. So we want to be able to snack on it as we get drunk. Okay. And we don't want the responsibility of keeping it warm.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm like, okay. So what I did is like, I I was watching the stuff from Harry Sue did did this cool thing about doing a brisket or doing a pork belly this way. So I was like, I'm like pork belly. When it gets colder, it kind of, it still congeals nicely. And the fat doesn't, you know, get gross or anything. Yeah. So I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to smoke it like a brisket. Like he does. And I think it'll be fine. So I smoked it like a brisket, wrapped it in butcher paper, sliced it up nicely for them, then wrapped it yeah. back up in butcher paper and served it to him hot in the butcher paper, like in pans. And man, he's like, he's like, we wish we would have had two more bellies. Oh, and shit. And I'm like... There was ten dudes and they ate two town bellies. So it's a
2: lot of food. (laughs) That's a whole lot of food. And so you went to like what you went to one sixty five or so, wrapped it, let it go to like whatever.
1: Let it. I let it go up to. I think I let it go go up to like two o, like two o one.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: So and I and I did a heavy black pepper coating on it. So right. it, we do we did our brisket rub on it, you know what I mean? Uh so yeah. it wasn't there wasn't any like sweetness to it. There wasn't any of that like pork, you know, when you think kind of pork, you think a little bit of that sweeter rub, uh sure. things that aren't as heavy black pepper. And we, we just did our brisket rub on it, which is you know, heavy black pepper, cayenne pepper, uh salt, and um chili powder. Huh. And uh man, he's like, dude, he's like the salt mixed he's like the pepper salt and the fattiness he's like it just all came together so well and he's like he's like we we ate the first one warm and we all like thought it was amazing he's like and then you know as the night got on which i mean of course when you're drunker everything gets taste better but (laughs) you know he's like man he's like as the night went on he's like it was just perfect cold too he's like it didn't have to be heated up He's like, it was just so good. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, okay. I may have to steal that idea. Hey, hey, I stole it from Harry Sue, so it's not like it's an, fully an original. It's <laughs> not a big secret, right? It, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is, it was realistically like, it was a really fun cook to do, too. Just because I don't do, you know, I, I don't pull, you normally don't pull pork belly that high.
2: Yeah, no, no, no.
1: So. But man, when it was slicing, it was juicy. It
2: felt nice.
1: It was, it was great.
2: That's amazing. That's so, and the
1: texture was good on it, and
2: everything like the that. The texture was fantastic. <laughs> it surprised me. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I've never heard of it. I, I, I see. This is what I love, man. I never heard of it, but now I want to. Now I want to do it. But now you want to go play with it, yeah. Yeah,
0: it, absolutely.
1: It, it's very like that. That that is one of the things that I love about the barbecue community and and the Instagram community and everything. You see something, and then you're like, "Oh, this sounds fantastic. I want to go do it."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right, exactly, exactly. But and then yeah, sometimes you, know, you get lucky, and you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just say I've, I've tried something. And I'm like, okay, so this person tried it, and they said it was so incredibly good. I tried it. It just sucked. There's no way theirs was good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know.
1: You know, I, I don't, don't know, know who I was talking to, but I was like, man, I don't know how many, like, there had, I, I know I have, I, I haven't done a ton of pictures like this, but how many pictures, you know, you see, and it's like, man, I wonder if that food was actually good.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. You know there's what I mean? mean? I
1: and I know I've taken a couple pictures where I was like, people were like, that cook was spot on. It was perfect. It looks beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, that food <laughs> sucked sort out yeah you know it's like it just it didn't it didn't it didn't hit it we didn't hit it yeah
2: yeah so i'm i'm actually uh i'm, I'm filming videos for fogo charcoal right now i'm doing their youtube videos for okay them. and um we i did something last week and we were, we were filming um calzones on the egg yep and oh god they were disastrous i mean one one exploded on me now, Like I said before, my first job was in a pizzeria. I've been making pizzas and calzones my whole life, you know, and um, I don't know what happened. One exploded. They didn't cook evenly. I mean, it was just terrible. And I said, they said, we'll come back tomorrow. We'll shoot this again. I said, no, you know what? Let's use this. Let's just show people that it's not always what you see on Instagram, what you see on Facebook. It's not always like that. Sometimes real-life cooks happen, too, to us, you know, and, and I want people to see that, too. So they're like, you know what? That's cool. All right, good. Let's do that. So, Dude, I don't know how
1: many it's... times, you know, we had we, – so we were doing a cooking class, right? And I'm doing a cooking class, so you're – obviously, you're learning from me. You've paid money Yeah. to so yep. come take this class. And I'm teaching you how to do smoked deviled eggs. And uh, I got distracted in the class. I didn't close down my dampers enough, mm. we exploded some eggs.
2: <laughs> Oops. That's a nice mess. Yeah. Oops. Yep. Shit happens.
1: So one of the guys was like, well, so what do you mean what happened? I'm like, dampers weren't closed down. High, high, you know, the heat got a little too high. This is what happens. Kaboom. We got five eggs that went boom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, Sorry. We want our money back.
1: We want our money back. I mean, great. That was only one of the five entrees, So we were okay. But, sure. <laughs> but, it was, you know, in a way it was like they were, everyone was like one of the guys, you know, grab me and go, he's like, he grabs me in the back. He's like, man, what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, we tell them the truth. Yeah. We march on. Like you tell them the truth and they're like, yeah, but they're, they're learning from you. Yeah. Close down your dampers. Don't get fucking distracted. <laughs> They're learning what to do and what not to do. That's okay. You know? Well, like you, but like you said, yeah. man, sometimes that cook doesn't come out the way you want it to. Exactly. I've had yeah. some cooks that come out real ugly but taste fantastic. Hell yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Sometimes, Yeah,
2: I sure do. Some, <laughs> I certainly do.
1: Sometimes it just, you know, it doesn't hit. Sometimes, you know, I've, I've had it happen where, you know, My ribs, the color doesn't come out perfectly, but they taste good. Yep. I've had my shoulders, you know, color doesn't come out perfectly, but it tastes fantastic. Same thing with like, same thing with, you know, a lot of stuff. Chickens, everything, fish. I've had some fish kind of fall apart on me on the cooker, but it still tasted
2: good. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've done them I've done like whole fish where it just just oiled it and everything like that no matter what and still just stuck to the grill. But you know what? Damn, it tasted good. You know ugliest like, thing you want to look at. Ugliest thing you want to look at. But man, it was good.
1: <laughs> and everyone will be like, oh, but your grates weren't hot. Enough. Sometimes sometimes it just sticks.
2: Sometimes the shit just sticks, yep. Like, exactly.
1: Sometimes it doesn't want to release. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs>
2: sometimes yeah. it
1: just doesn't want yeah. to. Yeah. But and 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 other days when you're like, ah, oh, it really doesn't matter how this comes out. It comes out flawless.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's, it's the barbecue gods messing with us.
1: Oh yeah, like if, if you did a calzone right now, it'd come out perfectly because you're not you're not filming.
2: If I didn't have a camera anywhere in range. It would be beautiful.
1: Yep. And that's the <laughs> right. That's when you're like, God, it's we're so going take a picture of this one.
2: It's so true. Yep. You
1: know, it's coming out perfectly. It's like, oh God. You know, it, it it's it sucks that way, but it it happens. So what 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 do you do? You keep going, and you you keep cooking, Shit. and you you keep making making new new stuff, and
2: you know, you know it, what? it is what the it bad, is. The bad ones are makes me what, what is what makes me want to come back and cook again, and then the good ones is what makes me want to come back and cook again too. So you know, it's just to everything. Me, if just, you, if yeah. you love cooking, you know, you just it it just you roll with it. You know like, what. You know, the thing about it what you just said is that a lot of people would have freaked out. Oh no, our eggs broke! Like you just said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Nothing. It happened. We can move on. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not the end of the world. And people are really forgiving. In most cases, people are really forgiving. They see the humor in it, even you know. Oh yeah, That's right. they're they're com-
1: they're completely fine. Yeah. Because they're just like, oh well, if it happened to him,
2: exactly. I guess it's not
1: that big of a deal.
2: Yep. But- that's right? that's exactly right, exactly right.
1: I guess I guess that'll be okay if if I do it. Yeah, yep. It's one hundred and ten percent okay if you do it. Sure,
2: sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I tell you, I, I'm not afraid to call it out too. If like if I make something and I post about it or whatever, and then uh, a week later somebody else says, "Oh, I saw Captain Ron do this," and I and I made this, you know. And I look at it, and, I, and this sometimes I go, "Damn it, man, that looks better than what I did." So it's not nice to be. To make a post better than the original you know you really you know you really killed it on this one
1: you're really killing and, me on it <laughs>
2: yeah you no know, you know but uh it's true if i see something that's better than what i did i'm i'm the first one to say hey man that's an awesome job good job hey you crushed you it you
1: know you're, you know what i mean like yep. you did a good job and sure, sometimes exactly.
2: sometimes it comes down to just
1: maybe they took a little more time <laughs>
2: I, I never, could very well be. Or, you're, you know, they sometimes it's in the details. I get so involved with doing what I'm not supposed to do, and that I didn't didn't think to put pickled onions on, or, you know, or something like that. And just something like, stupid, wow. something little, something something yeah. you weren't thinking about. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's why I, I that's what I love about this man is that I, I just keep learning and learning, and soaking it in and learning more. You know, and uh, <clears throat> that's what I love about it. I, that's what I love about it, is that everybody. Tell 10 different people to make the same thing and, and put their own twist on it. You're going to get 10 completely different things. You know? Oh, yeah. And I, and that that's why I always love the, the
1: fact, too, when people are like, oh, you'll tell me your recipe? Like, I've, I've had so many people that are like, uh, so how do I make your mac and cheese? Or how do I make this? or how?" Do I? I'm like, I'll tell you my recipe. And they're like, seriously? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'll tell you all the ingredients. Good luck making it the same way I do.
2: Exactly. Like, exactly. It ain't going to be the same. Nope. Nope. Right, right before, right before we came on here, actually, I was writing up a a recipe for a video we did. And, uh, and I just said, you know, this is the, this is the herb that I used. You could use this, 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 or this, or whatever else your imagination will allow you to use, you know? And that's, that's what I like to do is just, I'll I'll give people a basic idea and then let them make it their own. Well, I always
1: say like season to taste, season to your taste.
2: Yep. Exactly. Guess what? jalapeno. We're seasoning jalapeno, differently. Too much for one person and
1: not enough for the next. You know. Yep. And you know, we'll, we get we get that question asked a lot. Where we'll get the, uh, how hot is the sauce? Our house made sauce, and I'm like, man, it's it, to me, it's not.
2: Yeah.
1: It's more of a mild. <laughs> you know, there's there's pepper to it, because we definitely do have like peppercorn in it. Yeah. But. I don't think it's hot. I think it has a good peppery bite to it. Yeah. And people will be like, ah, it's a little hot. Or, oh, no, it's mild, super mild. You
2: just have <laughs> no idea. No. No. No, that's for sure. And then it changes. I used to be able to handle really hot stuff. Now I – now super hot stuff, I can't eat it anymore.
1: Now you're not a big but fan eat. of it, huh? Nah, I,
2: I, I love it. I just – doesn't I just, sit I've lost well. My, I've lost my – taste for it you know super spicy i like i like something with a little zip to it you know but super spicy no nothing see
1: i'm I'm not i don't want to burn my face off i want to have i'm I'm okay with heat as a flavor profile but not heat to like because there's some guys man that just because it's it needs to be heat right you know and you're just like man okay if that's what (laughs) you need if that's what you want, go for
2: it. Yep. Yeah, that's but, the beautiful thing. There's there's no right and wrong. Depends what everybody likes themselves, you know.
1: And that's it. Yeah, if you like it, fantastic. Cook that yeah. way. It doesn't exactly. matter. Does not matter to me. Nope. Man, dude, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You've been going for an hour now. Um, so I like to kind of end this podcast with with a very simple question. Sure. If you could go back in time to when you first started cook, barbecuing or cooking, mm-hmm. and you could give yourself three tips to help sh- shorten your learning curve, what would those three tips be?
2: Get a good digital thermometer. <laughs> that 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 one took me a while. Tell
1: Definitely that's... get a
2: good thermometer. You know, really? and slash cook to temperature, not the time. So that that's one thing. Okay. Um, Probably the other would be skip the other cookers and go right to your Green Egg. But <laughs> 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 so, but my, my first my first smoker was one of those red Brinkman like stand up bullet smokers, you know.
1: Yep, and yep. I, I, I know exactly which one you're of, talking about, man.
2: Yeah. Oh, that so kind of I kind of got okay on that, you know. So then I decided I needed a 250 gallon propane tank trailer smoker and everything like that. And damn it, man! I made the best creosote burgers that anybody could ever make on that day. <laughs> I was I was in so far over my head, no fire control, you know, anything. So, so you know, start. I guess basically, start more basic than the, the you know, and um, I guess the third thing would probably be keep my ears open, you know, and uh, and just keep my ears open and, and watch what other people are doing. Learn, learn from other people, and don't be afraid to experiment. Make it your own. That was one of the things I would I would follow a recipe to a T before man just it had to be one eighth tsp salt okay one eighth you know and now i'm i i I've, i make my own recipes now you know what i mean you look at it and, and you I, just kind of go exactly yeah exactly so you know i've always i've always I've, i like to experiment and make it make things my own and put in my own twist on things so um that would probably be the three things i would have to say
1: dude those are those are fantastic they really are I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, and chatting with us. If you can do me one last good favor, uh, please let everyone know where they can follow you on the internet.
2: Sure. Um, well, on Instagram uh, again, I'm Captain Ron three zero two, and that's C P T N R O N three zero two. Um, I also run a Facebook group called Big Green Eggers of South Florida, and anybody anybody's welcome to join. You don't have to be a Big Green Egger, and you don't have to be from South Florida. You just have to have a love for cooking. And um, that's about it, really. That's 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 my two major things. I have a small TikTok. Oh, I have a um, little me, let me plug-in for my YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Fogo, right? I have I have my own channel called What's Cooking with Captain Ron. But uh, really, what I'm doing now is I'm doing all of the videos for Fogo Charcoal. So if you tune into the Fogo uh, Fogo Charcoal channel, you can see me. We just released our third or fourth one today, and we've got a whole bunch more in the can. So uh, so check those out. That's pretty fun stuff. And hey. And a you're welcome and B thank you so much for asking me I, re- I really I really appreciate it I'm always very humbled when when I get asked to do something like this I really appreciate it
1: yeah dude we had a great time we' we'll love to have you back
2: yeah I'd love to I'd awesome. love to, so awesome dude All thank right. you so much absolutely thank you.